Have you ever wanted something so bad, whether it's a better role at work or a different career altogether, or maybe you have dreams to open a restaurant, or maybe you're feeling ready to start dating again? And although you keep saying you want these things, you find that you're talking yourself out of getting them or you're doing things that take you in a completely different direction. You're missing deadlines, canceling invitations to hang out. You're spending the money that you saved to start your business on things that don't really make sense. Let's go ahead and call out this behavior for what it is, self-sabotage. In this episode of Happy Without Medicine, I'll be discussing why you're self-sabotaging and what you can do about it. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. I remember a time when I was working with a client who had just hit an amazing career milestone. She had already dedicated so much of her life to her career. She hit this milestone and now she was ready to focus on other areas of her life, particularly her romantic relationships or lack thereof. In our sessions, every time she brought up one particular guy, her whole countenance would change. Her eyes would get brighter, her smile would get wider, her cheekbones all of a sudden would become more prominent and more rosy. And then she would start to tell me the things that she was doing and saying in her conversations with him, things like canceling dates or not responding to messages or not even initiating messages. She was saying things that she knew would intentionally put him off because, as she said, she was trying to test him, in air quotes. And although she claimed she wanted to explore a romantic relationship with this guy, her actions did not match the thing that she said with her own mouth (laughs) that she wanted. In fact, her actions were more consistent with the exact opposite. How many times have you found yourself doing the exact same thing, whether it's a fitness goal or a career goal or a financial goal? You're putting roadblocks in your own way, hindering your own success. This is the very definition of self-sabotage. And yeah, although self-sabotage tends to come out as actions or behaviors, The root cause of self-sabotage actually comes from the interaction between your thoughts, so the things that you're telling yourself, and your feelings, the feelings that these thoughts are evoking, otherwise known as your emotions. So self-sabotage, although it comes out as behaviors, the root is actually the connection, the interaction, and the interplay between the things that you're telling yourself, your thoughts, and your emotions. In the case of my client, the client that I just described, the behaviors that she was demonstrating, so 
canceling dates, saying things that pushed away her loved interests or pushed her loved interest buttons, avoiding his calls. These were just manifestations of how her thoughts and her feelings were playing and interacting together. And when we got to digging deep, when I got to asking her questions and really digging deep into the thoughts that she was having, some of the things that came up sounded like, oh, this probably won't work out. So why bother putting in too much effort? Or dating for women like me is hard. Or I don't have time for the games required to date. Or if I show I'm interested, then I'm going to get my heart broken. And naturally, these stories were scary for her. I mean, who wants their heart broken? And they evoked feelings of anxiety and even fear. On an emotional level, most people tend to avoid the things that cause anxiety and the things that they're afraid of. And I mean, the fear of the unknown, not knowing how things are going to play out, not knowing what is going to happen. The fear of the unknown is a very real thing. And something like entering a new relationship or asking for a better role at work or taking a sabbatical to start a new business, these are naturally, naturally things that are associated with threats right? And these are threats of rejection, the threat of shame, the threat of failure, all very real potential threats. And to the human mind, to our minds, these social threats can feel just as intimidating and just as real as physical threats, like threats from a wild animal, Literally just a few days ago, a few of my girlfriends and I, we were at a a retreat together and we were staying at an Airbnb and we had just gone out for dinner. And when we came back, it was sort of dusk, the sun was starting to set and there was this stray cat, big, fat, furry stray cat sitting on our doorstep. And I mean, this cat, I've seen a lot of cats in my lifetime. And this cat was the creepiest cat I have ever seen. I couldn't tell where its eyes started and when its nose started. It just looked like its whole face had been mangled up. And we were we were all freaked out. We were all freaked out because of the time of day, just because of the way the cat was staring at us. Um, all but one of us, one of us managed to stay really calm. And she was the one who led out our entourage (laughs) round the side back into the house. But ultimately, we did muster up the courage led by our fearless leader. And we got out of the car and we headed it into the, the house and the cat eventually scurried off. I mean, those five minutes were really long, and <laughs> really scary. <laughs> and I say all that to say that if you are afraid of getting hurt or you're afraid of failing, or if you're afraid of being embarrassed, that emotional response that begins in your mind, it can feel just as intense as the fear of a wild animal or the fear of a wild cat with a mangled up face, a stray cat with a mangled up face. (laughs) As human beings, it is highly beneficial for us to naturally avoid the things that threaten us. And our minds are so beautifully designed to protect us and to preserve us, right? In the case of self-sabotage, yes, it would feel or seem like our minds are trying to protect us from failure or embarrassment or shame. But the problem is that in an effort to self-preserve, we end up self-sabotaging. 
So you talk yourself out of opportunities of a lifetime because your mind tells you things like, it's going to be too hard, or you don't have what it takes, or you're going to mess it up somehow, or it's going to mess you up somehow, whether you or your family or your relationships, or it tells you people are going to judge you. So don't bother, just stay where you are. But I mean, obviously, self-sabotage is not something that we want to continue to engage in, especially if we're working towards the things that bring us joy, things that make us happy, if we're working towards our own version of success. So how do we get over self-sabotage? In the next part of this podcast, I'll be talking you through some steps, the practical steps that will help you, first of all, identify if you're self-sabotaging and then what you can do about it. So step one is awareness. Being aware that you're engaging in self-sabotage is so, so important because until you know that you're going through self-sabotage until you know you're engaging in this, you're never ever going to work through it and you're never going to get to the point where you're actually working towards what you want. And self-sabotage can look like procrastination. So if you know that you have a deadline coming up and you keep avoiding, procrastinating, instead of doing the work, filling the forms, working on the project, you're watching Netflix, you're on social media, Or uh, it can also show up as perfectionism where you have the deadline coming up and you're tweaking and you are changing things, you're adjusting things, or you're telling yourself it's not good enough. Procrastination and perfectionism are some ways that self-sabotage actually come up. But being aware, identifying that you're doing that is really the first step. And once you identify that you are engaging in self-sabotage, you're aware of that, the next step would be to identify the thoughts that are now causing you to self-sabotage. What are the things that you're telling yourself? Are you telling yourself that this is going to be too hard? Are you telling yourself that people are going to judge you? Are you telling yourself that you're going to get your heart broken? In the case of my client, you really need to sit down. It might take some time to actually go into a quiet space, get out pen and paper, and start to write down some of the things that are coming to your mind when you have identified that you are self-sabotaging. Then the next step, once you've identified what these thoughts are, is to go ahead and challenge these thoughts. One of my mentors says you put the thoughts on trial. Like I said before, your mind will do everything it can to protect you from the social threats of shame, embarrassment, and failure. So it will tell you everything that it can to help you avoid these threats. But once you identify the thoughts, you need to ask, are these thoughts 100% true? Is it 100% true that if I start dating again, I'll get my heart broken? Is it 100% true that if I ask for a new role and if I get the new role, it's going to mess up my family and my relationships? Is it 100% true that if I start a new business that I'll fail? Where's the proof that it's true? You need to ask yourself if that you can look at things from a different perspective 
One thing I want to say is that our minds love to remember the proof that supports negative outcomes. So our minds tend to latch onto evidence and examples of things that support negative outcomes. So your mind is more likely to remember and to latch on to the story of your bestie's auntie who got an opportunity of a lifetime and it caused her to miss her children's recitals and soccer games. You're more likely to remember that negative story than you are to remember the other tens or even hundreds of examples of people you know who have gotten that promotion and it hasn't affected their relationships or their parenting or their relationships with themselves. So you really need to train your mind to be able to see the other side of the story. When you put your thoughts on trial, you're looking for evidence for both sides. What is the proof that my heart will get broken? Is there any proof to suggest that my heart won't get broken? What is the proof that my relationships and my parenting will be affected if I get this opportunity of a lifetime? Is there proof to suggest that my relationships won't get affected if I get this opportunity of a lifetime? You really need to train your mind to be able to see things from a different perspective. And most times when you do challenge your thoughts, you're able to come to a more reasonable, realistic point of view regarding this thing that you want. Because like I say, the tendency is to focus on the negative. But when you put your thoughts on trial like this, you're able to see a more balanced, more realistic perspective. And the amazing thing about doing this is that most times when you get to that balance, that fear and that anxiety that you are experiencing actually comes down to a level where you can now jump that hurdle and go into action towards getting the thing that you want, whether it's then setting up that meeting with your boss or whether it's accepting that invitation to dinner or responding to that message, right? You are able to bring that fear down, that anxiety down that then allows you to then go into action. So just to continue with my example, in the case of my client, she was behaving in ways that contradicted what she said she wanted. And it was because she was telling herself things like, you know, I'm going to get heartbroken. I'm going to be so embarrassed. But once she became aware that she was doing this, once she identified that, hey, you know what? I am self-sabotaging. This happened as she continued to talk things out with me. Prior to this, she had no idea that this is what she was doing. And when she identified that she was self-sabotaging, I then asked her to challenge these thoughts. Is it 100% true that your heart will be broken? How do you know? Where's the proof? Uh, and then she, other than, as we were talking things through, other than the examples of the couple of people she had around her who had rocky relationships, she honestly didn't have any real proof that her heart was going to be broken. In fact, she had more evidence to suggest that she prob- that he probably wouldn't break her heart. And she got to the conclusion that, you know what, even if things didn't work out, that she would be totally, totally fine. She had other areas of her life that were going pretty well, that even if things didn't work out with this guy, things would actually be fine at the end of the day. Being able to identify and analyze her thoughts this way ultimately gave her the courage to respond to his messages, to initiate conversations, and to eventually go out on a date with this guy. I mean, it doesn't guarantee that things are going to work 
out as far as the outcome, just because you do this, just because you get through self-sabotage, doesn't mean that you're going to get that role, doesn't mean that everything in your life is going to work out exactly. But the most important thing is that you are able to get out of your own way, just like my client did, and you're able to take steps towards getting the things that you want. And this is far, far, far more productive than any of the other things that you probably have done in the past that are keeping you stuck. I know that all of this is easier said than done. It'll definitely take practice. And sometimes it takes talking things through with a mentor or a coach or a therapist if it's causing you debilitating anxiety or depression. When you're able to do that and have someone point out the roadblocks that you're putting in your own way, that can really expedite the process of now working towards your own happiness and working towards your success by getting rid of these roadblocks, okay? It's definitely doable. It's not something that lots of people have done. And in fact, I'll let you know that it's one of the secrets of people who have managed to find their success and their happiness, identifying when they're self-sabotaging and taking steps towards eliminating the roadblocks, getting out of their own way and working towards their success and their happiness. To end this podcast, I'd like to share a quote. It's by a gentleman named Joseph Campbell. And the quote says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And it's so true. Many times the treasure that we want, the things that we want so bad are hidden in that cave of the unknown, right? And we end up talking ourselves from walking into that cave because we're so afraid. But if you really think about it and analyze your thoughts, get to a point where you can see things from a balanced perspective and take bold steps towards walking into that cave. Many times the things that we fear actually don't end up existing and they don't end up happening. Thank you once again for tuning into this episode. And if you would like to carry on this conversation, I want to invite you to join the free Happy Without Medicine community. If you go to happywithoutmedicine.com forward slash community, click on the join button and come in and join us and let us continue this conversation. I'd love to hear your stories about how you identified self-sabotage areas in your life where you feel like you might be self-sabotaging. Let's have a conversation. Come in and join the community. We would love to have you. And until next time, I'll see you in our free community. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Day, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.